This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to Beyond the To-Do List. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This week, I get to welcome back a friend of mine for his third appearance on this show, Dave Delaney. We're going to be talking about networking productivity online and offline. So if you struggle with that, like I do, as you'll hear in this episode, we've got some great tips and tricks and ways for you to get more out of or more intentionally start doing actual networking with online tools as well as offline tips and tricks. In fact, Dave was so generous that he decided to offer something up for the audience. Dave just started something really cool. It's a networking community called Networking for Nice People. You're going to hear us talk about that a little bit in the episode. But essentially, it's a $30 a month exclusive networking club that Dave is putting on, and Dave does everything well when it comes to networking. He decided he would offer listeners of this episode and this podcast a $10 a month discount that they could lock in moving forward using the code TODO. This code is good for the next four weeks from the release of this episode, which is February 7th. So for the next month, you can get into networking for nice people from Dave Delaney, network with awesome people, and you can lock in a $10 a month discount moving forward. To take advantage of this, go to networkingfornicepeople.com and use the discount code TODO. I want to say thank you again to Dave for that generosity, as well as for this great conversation. Enjoy. This week, it is my privilege to welcome back for the third time, Dave Delaney. Welcome back, Dave. Well, thank you for having me back. Third time's a charm. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, the first time was good. The second time was good, too. So, I mean, we heard okay. good things both times. You know, first time you came and, and you talked all about networking because that's your shtick, you know. And yep. then the second time you went into deep productivity mode with like, uh, how, you know, how to get work done when you're working from home, which is one, don't work at your couch. Uh, you right. talked about your killer <laughs> calendar, which I think is awesome. Yes. And uh, so this time... Let's let's kick it off with uh, you being the psychologist, and I'll lay down on the couch and give you my networking problem, and let's see if you can help me start networking productivity-wise or productively. That's the better word. Okay, uh, I like this. So we'll start off this way. I, like a lot of people uh, out there, are, a, are an, I are an introvert. Now, I am <laughs> an introvert, and for me, technology helps me network better or even at all. I mean, it's not that I'm like shy. Again, there's that whole thing where introvert extrovert equals shy versus out or outgoing. Uh, Mm. and that's not a proper SAT question equivalent. Uh, those things aren't, you know, linked together. Like, so in other words, introvert is not shy. Uh, it's just how you recharge. I get 
charged up by being by myself. Uh, that right. said, you can hear me. I'm excited to talk to you right now. And, and again, I'm an introvert. I don't know. What are you? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think you're an introvert. Uh, you know, it's a good, really good question. Actually. I'm not really even positive. Like I definitely am an extrovert around people when I'm in more control. So I've had a lot of networking events over the years and conferences that I've co-founded and things like that. So when I'm sort of in, or, or I do a lot of public speaking. And so when I speak, I'm sort of the center of attention after that. So I have people coming to me and it's easier, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am sort of introverted too. I like the quiet. I like quiet times. I like silence so I can focus on work. And so um, I would say I lean more extrovert. I'm definitely a people person. I love, I love, well, yeah. and I know regardless introvert, extrovert. And yeah, people you, you definitely, you definitely are. I, my question is, is though, do you feel like say you've spoken and then you've mingled with people after because you've spoken how long can you last before you're starting to feel like, okay, I need to walk away for a minute and like recharge or get a drink and, and not be with people? Oh, yeah, that definitely happens. But I think that happens regardless of whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Oh, I mean, you know, I really think, true. you know, you've just, if you're, you know, if you've given it all you got to speak, and that's what I do, I'm, I'm, I love speaking. When I'm, when I'm on stage and I'm speaking, I'm high energy, I'm using a lot of humor and I'm bouncing all over the place and I'm having fun. And so, but you know, it's like, if you do acting, um, you know, it's exhausting at the end of it. Um, and then talking to people, you still have that energy, that buzz, but it gets to the point afterwards where you just need to rest because you've been talking nonstop for an hour or two or mm -hmm. three, depending on how long the after party goes. So yeah, it gets to the point where you're just exhausted and you just need to take a break and, and have some quiet, both for your own voice and then also just for your own sanity, I think. Yeah. So I, you know what? I, I have never thought about that way, but I think that's actually true for both introverts and extroverts. I think it's really just a matter of how long you can you can – uh, be face to face with people and interacting and enjoying them. And again, extroverts are going to get recharged by being around those people. So I guess they can they can last a lot longer. It's all it's almost like they are a rechargeable battery. Yeah, <laughs> while they're yeah. interacting. So yeah, no, I can see that for sure. So, but okay. So to get back to my problem, <laughs> uh, why I'm here, Doc, is that uh, I uh, struggle with networking especially when in kind feeling like you're in, you know, overload mode. And and what I mean by that is, you know, say you've got a day job and you've got a family and you also have like the side thing like I do with this podcast. So mm -hmm. then how do you fit in making sure that you're not, you know, losing contact or not staying in touch with people? Like I had a person text me that text text me the other day. And uh, he said, hey, man, haven't talked to you in a while, you know, was thinking about you, hope things are going well. And I'm like, dang it, I feel guilty for not keeping in contact. And it's, it's right. on me, but it's also on them. But still, like, especially when you want to be proactive and be outgoing to the fact of, like, looking at people's stuff that they're doing online and commenting. I mean, there's, there's – there's, I mean – or even through email or phone calls, whatever. We got all these different channels. I, I feel like it's overwhelm when it comes to, to networking. And so I kind of shut down, especially when I already feel like I've got so much other stuff to do. What do you right. say to that? Well, first of all, tell me about your mother. No, I'm just <laughs> Well done. You were on the couch, so I figured. <laughs> um, no, and that's a legitimate concern because I suffer from it too. And it's part of the reason why I launched Networking for Nice People, which is a new – you know, community of people surrounded around the theme of networking, but doing it in a nice, 
good way as opposed to like those horrible events where you need to shower afterwards or, right. you know, where you're just like, I feel so dirty. That was horrible. People whipping business cards at you and such. Um, and the theme of February is nurturing relationships, like how to nurture the relationships that you have. January, the theme was, you know, how to meet new people and and meet the right people for, for whatever reason you need, you know, those types of people that you need to meet. So February is sort of around the idea of nurturing these relationships. And I suffer from it too, because I'm like you, like I have a lot of friends, a lot of relationships with people that it's just, it's, it's impossible to check in with everybody every day because then you would get nothing done as far as work right. and you, you know, our families need to eat. And so do we. So I use a CRM. I use contactually. That's a CRM I like. And what I do is using this, I can track how often I need to check in with people. I can track when I last checked in with folks and, and that helps even as simply as allocating a little bit of time each day to follow up and check in with people. Like even if it's 30 minutes, you know, 12 o'clock lunchtime, 1230, let's spend 30 minutes just doing this and going through your fa- your Twitter direct messages, going through your Facebook private messages, going through Instagram messages, Snapchat, through your uh, inbox or, or better yet your sent folder of the emails that you've sent and follow up with folks who you haven't heard from in a while. That's one way to do it. And just allocating some time to doing that. If you're using a CRM, as I said, it can help you keep track of how frequent you're you're following up with people. Another thing I like to do, I subscribe to feeds of a lot of popular blogs, or not popular, but a lot of blogs that I, I like and a lot of people that I like. So I keep an eye on what they're doing and I'll check in from time to time, read their blogs, leave a comment. But it's really about allocating some time in a day to doing this um, so that you're not going to proactively doing it all day. Okay, so I, what I hear you saying is that we need to start maybe prioritizing blocking out that time and mm-hmm. saying, you know, and even if even if it was only for five minutes, but you knew it was that five minutes at that same time, or even even if it's a different time, but maybe if you could mm-hmm. knock out five minutes daily and you knew right where to go, like source wise, like say you subscribe to ten twenty, uh, maybe that's overkill, but you know ten to twenty or however many uh, mm-hmm. RSS feeds of blogs or podcasts, just to check in and see what people are putting out and yeah. see if it's worth commenting on slash sharing, et cetera. Even just that, that bare, yeah, know, just maybe deciding what's your bare minimum, I guess. Right. One example, like one thing I do, because sometimes if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and they're not in your feeds and they're not, maybe they don't have a blog or, or, or whatever the case may be. And, and for whatever reason, their content or they're not appearing as often as you'd like in your feeds or in, on social media and so on. I know I mentioned networking for nice people, but I created a newsletter there. It's free. And, and I have a daily, a Monday tip and a Friday tip on networking. They're like simple tips and they're about social or in person. And one of those tips I just wrote was, Something I do where in G- I use Gmail, but you know you can u- do this with whatever email service you have. You can search for messages sent through like before a certain date and after a certain date. And so I will look back at the conferences I attended in a year because I speak at a fair amount of conferences. And so I'll look back at the conferences I attended and pick one. And then I will do – I always follow up with the people I meet. This is extremely important in networking, of course. So I always follow up and say, you know – Hey, Eric, it was great to meet you at Social Media Marketing World, blah, 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 blah. And then what I would do is, you know, maybe it's a year later or six months later, I would do a search in Gmail for messages sent just after that conference and like before the beginning of the next month or something. So those are the perimeters of the dates. And then I'd use the keyword, 
in that search query as the name of the conference. So then hit submit in Gmail and I would get all of the messages I sent after that event and the replies I got. And that those are people that I need to follow up with. And so I can reply to write those people now and say, hey, I know it's been like six months. I can't believe time flies. Did you ever do that thing you said you're going to do? Or, you know, just follow up with them and see, check in with them and see how they're doing. That's a pretty cool tip there. I hadn't thought about doing that. And and the thing is, is that, you know, those are those people where that's like your first, I mean, you, you met them in person and mm-hmm. then you, you contacted them through email after the conference. Yes. Hopefully... Continue, hopefully the dialogue has continued in other words and like but sometimes it doesn't I, I, know, I think sometimes I it does fizzle out and not because of your fault or the person's fault it's just you maybe you meet because you have a shared interest in something but there's you know you're a busy entrepreneur the other person's a busy entrepreneur or whatever the case may be they're busy and you're busy and for you know it's not it's not anyone's fault it's just there's not a need at the time to to immediately follow up with you and so this helps this method helps you follow up with these people that you know you haven't talked to in a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean even I mean even I have friends here locally that I hang out with face to face and that gets hard. You know, like mm-hmm. people are busy. We mm-hmm. I'm busy, they're busy and you know, using <laughs> you, you hate to do like, hey, here I'm sending you I'm sending you a text that has a link to my scheduler so that you can mm. pick a time so that we can meet. I mean, with online stuff that's a little bit more necessary, but like in the tangible world, it's still difficult. So, I, I yeah. guess that's the thing is you got to from from what I'm hearing you say is one, Eric, let yourself off the hook. It's yes. hard. And then two, try a little bit more, but don't beat yourself up about it. Just try a little bit not harder, but maybe a little little smarter with a couple of smaller tips. What else do you have? What what other ways, other than maybe scheduling in the time, you know, daily or weekly, where you've got you know a chunk of time, small increments, or maybe a one one large increment per week or something, uh, and the email tip. What else can I do where I'm not going to feel like I'm letting my friends down because I'm not talking to them online? Right. So one thing you could do is if your friends are on Twitter, um, you can create a private Twitter list. And it shocks me whenever I speak. And I still speak a lot on social media marketing and social media social networking because it's around the networking topic. But it shocks me when I speak, at, especially at a social media conference where I talk about Twitter lists and I ask this show of hands how many people use Twitter lists. And it's like 10 percent of the group. Mm. Um, it shocks me. It doesn't surprise me because Twitter do a lousy job at promoting some of their best features like Twitter lists. But with Twitter lists, you can create a private list and a public list if you want. But that's a different case scenario. But in this case, a private Twitter list of the contacts you want to stay in touch with most. And then you can subscribe to that list privately and keep an eye on that list. So you can refer. It's like grouping a group of people together that you want to keep in touch with. And then just referring back to that list when you're waiting in line at the grocery store or, you know, you can do it on your phone or you can do it through you can add a, a column in like a tweet deck or, you know, a stream in Hootsuite or whatever social media dashboard you use. You can add that Twitter list into one of those columns so that you can keep an eye on their tweets specifically. And then you can just chime in from time to time, you know, let them know you're thinking about them and 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 it actually interact with them. So that's cool. That's, yeah, that's, Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. 
Just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people. Or, at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you enjoy Beyond the To-Do List, I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans. I'm Sarah Hart Unger, the host of Best Laid Plans, a podcast devoted to all things planning and planning adjacent. I talk about everything from paper planner reviews to deep dives into all things productivity from keeping track of goals and tasks to fitting in your true priorities and reducing the stress around planning and organizing across different areas of life. I am a practicing physician and mother of three, so I have a lot going on in my own life and am intimately familiar with the time constraints that impact us all. And I love sharing my own productivity strategies and learning from others who have their own ideas to share. I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans, available on all podcast platforms, or visit my website, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X dot com to learn more. That segmentation, that like prioritizing Mm -hmm. or pulling those people out into an easier to digest list of people or I mean you can even do that on your Facebook newsfeed. You could create a Mm -hmm. like what's that called there? I think it's just a friends list maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just follow people too. Like if you follow – if you choose to follow certain people, then their their content is going to appear – uh, at the top more often you're going to see their right. content more often so that's yeah. another way to do it too yeah that's, that's a good idea yeah so these are all like yeah these are all good ways to kind of keep an eye on folks and follow up and, and and what i've learned you know i just celebrated 10 years on linkedin um i just celebrated 10 years on facebook this last week and i'm about to celebrate 10 years on twitter at just the beginning of february and in that time, I mean, obviously I learned a lot about social media, but I think a big part of it is really, and as you said, about connecting in real life or connecting in person, if you will. So it's a matter of, I think email is better. I think social is a good way to, to tap the shoulders and kind of let them know you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger, instant instant messages is, is different, but like email and then even scheduling a coffee and, and meeting up with people from time to time. I don't live downtown in Nashville where I'm based. So it's a little bit of a commute downtown to meet people. And so you just have to factor that in. But what I've started doing is allocating, and I've been bad at this for a while. So what I've started doing is allocating one coffee a week during a certain time period. Right. And I and I have created a calendar specific with a link for that. I'm taking a note right now to make sure I've got that set up for myself too. Yeah, because I keep finding that people say, yeah, you know, I'd love to get together. And then I'm, and then I just, I say, yeah, I'd love to too. And I'm so busy with so many different things. I'm a dad too. And, and, you know, so I've got family and obviously business and then I'm traveling with, with speaking and, and, and things. So 
so finding the time to do that, but I think it's so important to find the time to do that because relationships can only grow so much on social media. I think really, especially considering how social networks are getting, I'll air quotes, smarter in, in what content they show you. If you only rely on interacting on social media, you may never see content from some of your best friends because that social network's algorithm has selected someone else to send send you That's content true. from. Well, you know what I mean? So you can't just rely on managing your relationships on social. Social's awesome, but <laughs> you can't just rely on that alone. Yeah. Well, and the, and yeah, the whole algorithm. I mean, every I think every single social network now has an algorithm of some mm-hmm. sort, and and in fact, that's one of the things that I I do try to do maybe not with full success and i think i need to rethink my strategy but um the fact that there are algorithms means break through the algorithm by creating those lists of Mm -hmm. prioritized people (laughs) that sounds so bad in some ways but uh but no the ones that you want to be more intentional of continuing or growing your contact or, again, rubbing shoulders or tapping on the shoulder and saying, hey, and that kind of thing that mm-hmm. social is really good for. It's it's good for beyond that too. But that I will go in and you know I'll scroll through Instagram and I will like photos so that Instagram knows I want to see more from those people. Right. So I'll kind of tra- – I'll also kind of try to train my algorithm on these networks to show me more of the people that I want to see more from. Which is mm-hmm. what it's intended for, but not from like a networking angle necessarily. Do people ever really approach it that way? I don't think. No, you're right. And I think, you know, even with Twitter, like Twitter just on Twitter's app, like I use Tweetbot, but I also use Twitter's native app. Mm-hmm. And Twitter's native app just changed like last week, I think it was, where the there's like the home tab at the bottom of the Twitter app. And then there was, I think it was like replies or mentions or whatever. And that's been changed to explore. Yes. So now when you press – you're used to pressing that button to see interactions of people tweeting to you or replies or so on. And instead now you see this explore button, which is a moments, which makes yeah. Twitter now function more like Reddit than it does a yeah. social network. Yeah. Well, I mean and again, Twitter since what? Or back in – I forget. I think his name was Michael something. The old CEO back in 2011 said Twitter's not a social network. It's an information network. And – you know, that's true, but that doesn't mean we use it that way. <laughs> right. Uh, but well, they've, been, I don't think yeah, they've been trying that, to train us, you know. Well, and Twitter start – I mean it did start as a social network and it still I think is a social network, although that functionality seems to be not as important as it is – as the media um, that is being shared on it. It's trying to become a media company like Facebook. Right. But, yeah. So yeah. – I don't know. It's interesting. But again, yeah, I think training your social media to work the way you want it to work is definitely a, a, a lofty goal. But I think it, I think you can, you can get somewhere with that goal. It's not a lost mm-hmm. cause. How would you integrate social media online as well as offline? I mean, is there – I guess what I'm getting at is, is I know having – scheduling a time you know, a week that's available f- to meet in person with people – but uh, most of the time, when I see the people that I interact with online that don't live locally, it's when I'm at a conference. And that's great, but then those conferences zip by in like two day, one day, two day, three days. Like I see you at a conference like once a year, and then I don't see you anymore in person <laughs> unless mm-hmm. I make a trip to Nashville. 
How often do you think it's worth, you know, getting out to conferences that uh, are farther away or even some that are, you know, one or two hour drive, that kind of thing? I'm a huge proponent of conferences. I love I love attending and, and seeing people and meeting new people and, and even the, the buzz of of a of a conference, a good conference. And um, I just I love I love that. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to nearly enough, but, you know, speaking hopefully gets me to more each year. Um, I think, I think it's important to, to get offline and, and to meet the people in person. I mean, I just wrote a blog post, um, today on, uh, networking for nice people about how my book deal came to be. So I wrote my book, new business networking, like three years ago. What the blog post is, is about connecting the dots in your career and your business or, or in your life. I mean, so if you think of like a milestone you've reached, so a milestone to me is, is writing my book, right. And getting my book published. And so I taking steps back, I realized I always knew the story of, of how the book came to be because my book on networking came as a result of my networking. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I was at a, a, a conference and my publisher was working a table, a sponsor table, and she looked dreadfully bored. Nobody was talking to the sponsors. And I was I was by myself at the moment and I saw her looking really bored. So I went over and introduced myself and started chit-chatting. And then I did not go to pitch her on my book because I never even thought of, I mean, I had the idea of this book, but I hadn't done anything with it. I don't even think I told my wife the idea. And she said, what's your book? And we started talking about it. And suddenly I, you know, I explained the, I, this concept of this book about networking online and offline. And she loved it. And, you know, after a short amount of time, suddenly I had this book deal. That, so my book deal came from networking at a conference. However, if I take a step back further and connect the dots further, it all be, it's all because of Jason Falls, who's an amazing guy. Right. And, and Jason and I first met at South by Southwest in 2007, I think it was, at this bar called The Ginger Man, which changed locations over the years. But um, we met there at a South by Southwest meetup. I didn't really know many people. And we met there and, and really hit it off. And kept in touch online, even though he lives, you know, maybe three hours from me, we never really see each other in person. But then he had a conference in Nashville years later called Explore and invited me to come and speak. And that's where I met my publisher. So going to conferences and networking the right way and meeting new people and following up and keeping in touch like Jason and I kept in touch via Twitter mainly and through our blogs and sharing each other's content over the years. It was because of that that led me to my book being published and getting that deal. So I encourage everybody to get out and go to conferences, whether they are introverted or not. I really think getting out and meeting new people uh, is really important. And so conferences are huge that way. Um, you know, it's just important to go with, uh, you know, with a, a loose strategy, uh, some ideas before you go of what you want to accomplish at these things, especially if they're on your dime, um, especially right. if you're spending the money for it, you know? So, in fact, last time, you know, I love South by Southwest, but last time I went, it was a couple of years back, I was speaking, but I decided I was on my own dime. I'd left the company that I used to work with. I decided, okay, I've got it. I'm going to spend a week in Austin at South by Southwest, which is not cheap. And decide, you know, if I don't close any new clients or get any new business as a result, then maybe I shouldn't go back. Um, and so I haven't been back since then because I was on my own dime doing it and it's expensive. So, um, but anyway, my, my, my point is to have a plan, go to conferences, meet new people, absolutely. And then keep in touch, follow up because good things can happen from that. 
So I know you mentioned earlier your email trick about you know searching for or, or one sending those email replies or, or introductions or or maybe if maybe if the person that you connected with at the conference was pro- as proactive as uh, you. Uh, intend to be they've already sent you an email before yep. you even get home and you're answering stuff on the plane in fact that's mm-hmm. actually one of the things i did uh when i uh attended nmx and a couple other conferences i would get the airplane wi-fi mm-hmm. and since i'm already trying to just decompress i would pull open my laptop or my phone or ipad or whatever and i would go through the uh cards right there while i'm in the air and write those right. emails. And even if you don't have, even if you don't want to pay for the Wi-Fi, uh, open up the offline mode in your yes. email thing. Write those emails while you're offline, and then they're done. Mm-hmm. And then you just reconnect and you send them all out, and boom, you're done. Like you're you're getting it out of the way because I think what that's one of the things for me is procrastinating after a conference and not taking action on intentionally making a uh, continued healthy connection with that person I'd met has been something that's plagued me in the past for sure. Yeah, no. And this is, that's a great suggestion and, and something I do as well. And, and have done since I started going to conferences is the same thing. I, I, I write those replies or I write those emails. Yeah. On the flight uh, as I'm heading back home in the networking for nice people club, which is like this private community I created. I do challenges for the group um, related to networking. And one of the challenges I just did was to count how many business cards you have on your desk right now. And don't lie because everybody has business <laughs> cards from somebody, uh, not your own cards, of course, but you know, a little stack or big stack of business cards on your desk that have been there for months. And really you don't know who they are at this point because they're covered in dust and they've just been sitting there. So the challenge was to pick up those business cards and follow up with each person and then, you know, and then take it from there and see where it goes. And then, you know, people respond and, and share, you know, anecdotes and stories of, of what happened as a result. So I do these like little challenges to get, get people going. That's and awesome. Get people so networking. It's, it's yeah. networking homework. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. One thing I always suggest to people is with business cards is to take notes on the business card when you meet the person, not necessarily in front of them, but after speaking. So if Eric, you and I meet and we start talking about podcasting because I, I love podcasting too. I, I would make a note on your business card that, you know, Eric loves podcasting. He's really passionate about it and da, 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 da. So that way, when I follow up with you, I am following up on the flight, say, and composing that email, I can see, oh, yeah, especially if you're at a conference where you're meeting like tons of people and you're getting a lot of cards, it can become overwhelming because you forget who these people are. So taking a note on the card as soon as possible after meeting the person about how you should follow up, whether it's sending them a link to a story that's related to what they're interested in or or an introduction that you should provide that person with someone else in your network. Like this person needs to meet this person. I've got to connect them when I'm home. Um, things like that can really help you because um, then, then really it's just a matter of you know, you've done it. You've done, you've gone through all the business cards. And so now you can follow up and as you said, do it on the flight. It's perfect. Yeah. One other cool tip then to add on top of that is if you have a, you know, say you're in a circle and you just talk to two, three people. And then if you're an introvert, in my case, you walk away, you need to recharge for a few minutes before heading back in to the fray of talking with people, pull out your phone, open up Evernote, take a picture of those cards front and back. And then in mm-hmm. each of those notes with those pictures, you write your notes there. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. So 
Very cool. Well, tell me more about networking for nice people because I've not heard enough about it yet. And I know <laughs> some people are probably hearing, well, he's giving out homework. I don't know how good that could be. But uh, trust right. me, it's, it's more like a scavenger hunt. It's more like, yeah, you know, it's like, hey, go out and do this. Challenge yourself. Get outside of your comfort zone and good things will happen. Right. Yeah. So I've, you know, done a lot of soul searching over the last year or so and really found that everything that I'm most passionate about come back comes back to networking. And as I said before, like I'm not into like, you know, take, take, take type of networking. In fact, I have a manifesto at networkingfornicepeople.com that you can actually see or download if you want to share it, um, if you if you agree with it. Um, hopefully you do. I've kept coming back to networking, whether it's online meeting people, whether it's offline meeting people, whether it's it's about communication. It's, you know, I think the the tagline I have is it's about connection, collaboration, and community. And, and that's what I've always really been into. And so I created this community. It's not just a community, like there is a paid community, but there's also a blog and there's the free newsletter with, with networking tips each Monday and Friday. And so, but I wanted a place where people were willing to invest by joining and interacting. And I think it's launched at the beginning of January and it's been going really well. And uh, yeah, it's cool because people help one another. I'm in there doing videos. I'll do a video. When you sign up, you you share you know your biggest networking challenge. And then I pick one or two people a month and I'll do a video, like a Facebook Live video in the group addressing that person's uh, biggest challenge because oftentimes those challenges are shared. I mean, no, no person has, you know, it's, no one person has one concern or one challenge. I mean, that challenge is shared among other people. So, um, so I address that challenge and try to try to provide a solution or some, some advice. And uh, yeah, no, it's been going really well. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm a hundred percent dedicated to it. It's, you know, I'm posting in there multiple times, like at least five or six times a week, but you know, as replies come and comments, I interact with everybody and, and I'm trying to make it a, a really great, vibrant community of, of cool people. That's awesome. We need more of that. We need more. Well, one, we need more nice people. But two, there are some <laughs> nice people out there and you need to know how to meet them. So networking yeah. for nice people sounds like a great opportunity for that. Where can people find it again? Uh, networkingfornicepeople.com. Oh, well, duh, that's an easy that's a nice <laughs> url <laughs> thank you very much thank you. <laughs> dave david's been awesome talking with you again i've got to make it down to nashville again sometime soon it's been yes. way too long it has my home away from home so uh i hope to see you soon and uh where can people find you other than networking for nice um that's the best place but you okay. can reach me on twitter at dave delaney i'm dave delaney on linkedin dave delaney on facebook um i also have a personal blog as well at davedelaney.me, where I write more about uh, sort of entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, um, some productivity stuff that you mentioned at the top of the conversation um, and things like that. But uh, but most of my focus is at networkingfornicepeople.com. Cool. I am going to do something unorthodox for my show and add a little bit more here just to say here is a networking challenge for the listeners. If you got some value about how to network productively – out of this episode, I want you to go to the show notes for this episode and then click through to the Twitter links there for uh, Dave and myself and tweet us and let us know what it is you learned. Yes. I would love to hear from folks. Don't be shy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Eric. Talk to you soon.
I really do hope you take me up on that networking challenge there that I just left for you. Go to the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 163. There you'll find the link to my Twitter account as well as Dave's. Click through and let us know what you got out of this episode. We would love to hear from you. Also, don't forget the offer that Dave made to give you a $10 a month discount and lock that in moving forward if you decide to join Networking for Nice People. To take advantage of that, head on over to networkingfornicepeople.com and use the code TODO. That's T-O-D-O. Thanks again, Dave, for offering that. And thanks again, Dave, for having this conversation. I really do hope that you got something out of this and then it sparks a conversation and great ideas for you in terms of productively networking for your future. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'm Eric Fisher, and I'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.